Hi, and welcome to Friends of Brother Adam. My name is Dennis, and I'll be your host for this evening. This evening, we're going to be doing some fun stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's a tip of my hat to uh, my beautiful wife, who happens to be a Red Seal chef. Uh, she's big into um, having uh, recipes and stuff like that. We have a whole entire cupboard full of recipe books and uh, joy of cooking and all these other things. So this is my beekeeping tip of the hat to her. <laughs> Before we get started, let me, <clears throat> excuse me, let me remind you of that you can find us on odyssey.com at Friends of Brother Adam. You can also find us on Anchor um, Podcast. And you can pick up Anchor on the App Store or you can go to anchor.fm and, of course, search for us at Friends of Brother Adam. Also, I'd like to um, ask you for some help. <laughs> um, if you are finding that these uh, podcasts are helping you out in your beekeeping and uh, if you're enjoying them, please make sure that you help support me by um, watching Odyssey. Uh, some of the movies that I have on there are um, um, pay per view. Um, also, every time you watch one that isn't pay per view, that's free. I actually get a little bit of library coin because you watched it. Um, and you get a little bit of library coin for watching it. Also, um, it, within this uh, Odyssey... Um, system you're able to give library coins as a tip or a portion of a library coin as a tip I'd really appreciate anything you could throw my way also up in the corner of the splash screen of the podcast you're watching is a QR code it kind of looks like a square barcode um, it is for Bitcoin and if you have any Bitcoin in your wallet you can send me a portion of a Bitcoin and help me out. I am saving for a PC. <clears throat> I'm getting a gaming PC so that I can do all my video editing, editing on OBS. I'm finding that the video uh, editing uh, card that I have is severely limited and, and I really need a new one. So um, that's why I'm asking for the help and what I'll be putting any uh, funds that come my way towards. Anyways, so we are going to be doing what we're going to be feeding our bees. And we've got several different um, recipes that we're going to be talking about. Um, <clears throat> when you're feeding bees, a lot of times people just throw however much sugar they have in with a whole bunch of water and they mix it together and then put it out for their bees and they're not really concerned about what uh, what uh, portions they're putting in. Um, a lot of times when people are putting um, patties on their, their beehives, they're just throwing one or two on this one and one or two on that one. They're not really looking at what they're, they're doing. Um, we need to be purposeful when we are working with bees. We need to understand what we're doing, what we're feeding them, and why we're feeding them. 
so that we can best serve their dietary needs. So bring out your um, recipe cards because here we go. So we do have, right now it's spring, and we do have a certain type of syrup that we feed the bees. Um, <clears throat> and people will try and tell you that uh, sugar syrup is not good for the bees um, because it's not nectar. Um, but if you understand where sugar syrup or where sugar comes from, it does come from the same plants that are giving out the nectar through their flowers. And instead of uh, through the flowers, we are getting that nectar um, from crushing the roots and, the, and in some cases crushing the stems and boiling them and then um, purifying it until we get the sugar crystals. So up here in Canada, we have a huge big industry, uh, the sugar beet industry. Um, and the farmers grow the beets all summer long and they bring them and, and put them in huge big piles and then ship them off to the sugar beet factory that piles them in another big pile. And then um, they go through and they crush up this beet and they boil it and the pulp comes out um, separate from the sugar. And they take the, 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 the water and sugar that's been crushed out of the, the beet and they um, evaporate it and purify it until it becomes sugar beet sugar, white sugar. Uh, down in the States um, where uh, sugar cane grows. That's usually down in the southern states. Uh, what they do is they grow their sugar cane and as they harvest their sugar cane they run it through a uh, squisher. <laughs> it mashes up the stems of the sugar cane, uh, pours water over top of it, gives it a little bit of a boil and the, the liquid that comes off is sugar water and they take it out, they dry it, and purify it, and that's sugarcane sugar. So these are, are both from plants. They are generally the same type of stuff that a bee would collect in the nectar, but because it's cheaper than honey, um, production beekeepers will harvest the honey and then feed sugar, which is cheaper, uh, to the bees so that they can build up their winter um, nest with honey. Um, in the spring, we also feed sugar because our first flowers don't come out. The bees are from a different area and they actually come awake long before our flowers are out for them to drink from. And because our winters are so long, <laughs> Up here in Canada, we have uh, six to seven months, sometimes eight months of winter. Um, so uh, where there's no where there's no flowers, it's not warm, <laughs> and they have to um, ball up inside their their hive and and survive on whatever stores that they have. So when when the spring comes, end of winter, beginning of spring. We have to put sugar into their hives 
in the camp method on top of the bars on top of a newspaper and then we have to liquefy the crystallized sugar into a syrup and in the spring they like their syrup a little thicker and because it is true it doesn't have as much uh, vitamins and, and minerals in it um, beekeepers do add vitamins and minerals to the um, to the li uh, liquid <clears throat> so spring feeding syrup two and a half quarts of water five pounds of granulated sugar two tablespoons of honeybee healthy that's the minerals and, and nutrients that they need and uh, when you mix this up it's always good to start with warm water because warm water will um, accommodate more sugar and so it'll turn into it'll turn into the um, syrup that you want if the water is particularly hot so you put your water in um, you put your granulated sugar in and you start stirring it and then you put your two tablespoons of honeybee healthy in and you stir it until it's good and ready and then you're going to put it in whatever you're feeding the bees in if you're open feeding you're going to be putting it into a barrel and you're going to be putting um, pieces of wood on top of the uh, syrup so that the bees can land get their fill of the syrup and fly out if you are uh, feeding in a bucket on top of the hive, it's important that you let the sugar water or the syrup cool so that it is no longer warm. Um, because if you don't do that and you turn the bucket upside down with little teeny holes in it or the screen in it um, and the, the bucket is warm, as it cools, it will um, start creating a suction inside the, the um, bucket and uh, it'll be difficult for the bees to get anything out um, and it could end up being that uh, it ends up leaking out in rather than in tiny little drips just in a big huge and going out and freezing your bees as the water pours or the syrup pours all over their brood don't want to do that right so um, make sure that the the bucket is cool and when you go to turn over the bucket kind of turn it on its side and let some of the liquid pour out onto the top of the um, um, the top of the beehive on the on the board there and then when when you have a few drips poured out of there put it right on top of the hole and uh, put your screen or your drill spots right over top of the hole and it will drip and start the bees coming up to clean up the mess and then the bees will crawl up and start taking it out little by little if you are putting it in an internal feeder make sure you don't fill the internal feeder all the way up um, allow it to fill up about three quarters and then put the top on and call it a day. <clears throat>
Okay, let's talk about our um, summertime and fall uh, feeding syrup. You'll want this to be, during the summertime, more of a one-to-one. And as you get towards winter, again, you're going to thicken it up, okay? So a one-to-one -one would be um, something like um, four quarts of water to five pounds of granulated sugar. <clears throat> You'll want uh, the winter or the going into winter feeding syrup. Okay, so this is your next card. Winter feeding syrup, two and one half quarts of water, 10 pounds of granulated sugar. So you've got uh, three to 10. So it's, it's quite thick of a syrup. You're going to need to have the water particularly warm in this case because you're going to want it to syrup up very thick. And you're going to put in two tablespoons of honeybee healthy. Um, and in the fall, a lot of times they, they don't suggest putting in honeybee healthy, but you know what? They could always use a few extra minerals and, and nutrients. <clears throat> You're going to bring water to a rolling boil and then remove from the heat. You're going to add the sugar, mixing as you go. And you're not going to add all the sugar at once. You're going to put some in, mix it until it's done. Put some in, mix it until it's done. Do not allow this to remain on the heat as you will caramelize the sugar. And when you caramelize the sugar, it will cause your bees to become ill. This is why um, canola honey makes the bees ill is because it crystallizes and becomes like caramelized sugar. It just causes your bees to become ill. Um, stir the honeybee healthy in as you're mixing. Allow the mixture to always um, cool before feeding to the bees. If medications are to be added, wait until the mixture cools and always follow the application directions for the medication. So a lot of times you'll be putting medication in for nosema, or you'll be putting medication that needs to go through the bee gut in order to help the bee. Once you begin feeding, do not stop until the bees are able to forage for themselves naturally. And that goes for the uh, springtime feeding as well. Um, in, in the fall, of course, you're going to stop when temperatures outside at night go below plus 10 Celsius. Okay. So let's talk about um, pollen and grease substitutes. So um, our bees have fat bodies in them. Um, they have uh, little teeny areas underneath their external skeleton that collect bee lymph or, or essentially fat. And we want our bees to be extremely fat and happy, okay? 
when you get mites into the hive, the mites stick their head underneath the scale armor of the bees and go up into these fat bodies, and that's what they're actually eating. We used to think that they were uh, kind of like uh, ticks and eating off of the blood, but we found out now that they actually feed off of the fat bodies. So one of the things that we can do to overcome some of the difficulties with mite pressures, so if you've had mites in your hive, one of the things that you can do to help them is by artificially giving them stuff that will cause that fat content to go up. So in other words, we're going to be feeding them grease. Uh, on, uh, what is it? Saturated fat, I think they call it. <laughs> so, um, and the other reason why we're, we're feeding them grease is because um, we can suspend... Uh, certain things that we want into the fat and as they're going through the fat patty um, they can eat it and only eat as much as they need and it's not something that they'll they'll chow down and just absolutely get rid of what you need to know about these things that you're feeding the bees is they will attract pests to the hive so they will attract mice um, down in the lower states they will attract um, hive beetles um, they will attract uh, skunks raccoons so just know that when you're feeding these things you're going to have to strap your hives down and you're going to have to mouse proof to make sure the mice aren't getting in there. So we'll go over grease patties first since we've been talking about that. And then we'll go over homemade pollen substitute patties. <clears throat> so with grease patties, get out your little card here. Um, one and one half pounds solid vegetable shortening or Crisco. Four pounds granulated sugar white granulated or cane sugar, doesn't matter. Half a pound of honey, so you're feeding them back some of the honey that you, you harvested. And this is just to make it so that they recognize this as food, putting the honey in there. It also helps with um, some of the uh, added vitamins and minerals that they need. Um, half pound of honey, said that and one third cup of mineral salt pulverized to an extra fine consistency so you're going to mix ingredients until smooth form into patties store in a resealable plastic food bag and freeze until use and what i would suggest is uh, when you make the patties up you put the patty on a wax paper and you squish that onto the wax paper and you put another wax paper on top of it and squish it down with some clean hands. And uh, then you're going to take it and, and kind of cut around the patty so that you have the wax paper more or less the size of the patty. Then you're going to put that patty into a resealable plastic food bag and freeze it until you're ready to use it. Essential oils and medications can be used in this patty but not during nectar flow 
Research fully any additions or deletions to the basic recipe before making any changes. So you really need to know what you're doing when you start playing around with this. And your bees might not like it. <laughs> you might put it in there and the bees won't touch it. If the bees don't touch it, it's because they don't need it, so don't worry about it. Take it out and, and uh, save it for later or take it out and throw it away. Give it to your um, chickens. They'll love that stuff. All right. Now we're going to be talking about uh, homemade pollen patty, um, pollen substitute patties. And just to clarify a point, pollen substitute patties have no pollen in them. And the reason? Pollen goes bad. <laughs> Okay, if it's not if it's not frozen, the pollen will go bad. It'll it'll mold. So pollen supplement patties are pollen supplement patties have pa pollen in them. Pollen um, or uh, protein patties do not. There we go. That was just a little clarification. So. Homemade pollen substitute patties are have pollen in them. Um, protein patties do not. Um, and, and like we were saying before, pollen tends to mold. And uh, inside the hive, when they put pollen into the hive, a lot of times they preserve it with a coating of honey. Um, and they start changing the pollen into... Um, bee bread and if you've ever harvested honey and you've scraped off the capping and spun it out you'll see little tiny uh, bits of pollen that have been spun out too the pollen was actually underneath the honey so they preserved it so here is a homemade bee pollen substitute patty 1.5 cups or 8 ounces of fat-free soy flour, 1.5 cups or 12 ounces of granulated sugar. Ugh. I think it's 0.5 cups or 1 ounce of brewer's yeast, 1.5 cups or 12 ounces of sugar syrup, and 2 to 1 or your honey. Oh, the sugar syrup that you're putting in is two to one. So two things of sugar syrup to one thing of pollen patty or your own honey. And you can put in um, 1.5 cups of your own honey if you want instead of the sugar syrup. You can also use regular soy flour Add water as needed to mix, but be very careful with the water. In very warm climates, it may be necessary to add an oil to prevent drying and crumbling. So one of the oils that is typically added is lemongrass oil and mint extract. Um, mix dry ingredients together, then add... Oh, mix dry ingredients together, then add dry mix slowly to the syrup or honey until the mixture is like stiff bread dough. 
Press between two pieces of wax paper. Place B patty over the cluster with wax paper up. Now, if you put pat, uh, wax paper on both sides, it doesn't matter. They'll eat through the wax paper and they'll munch down on the pollen patties. A lot of times people will uh, stab it with their jackknife a little bit to get them working on it. And then after they start working on it, they'll rip through the paper like it's nothing. Pollen patty recipe. So this is with actual pollen. This will need to be frozen until it's ready to use. 0.5 kilograms of pollen or more 800 mils to 3.3 cups. Um, 2.5 kilograms of hot water. 10.6 cups. 5 kilograms of white sugar or 22 cups. 22 and a half cups. Um, four kilograms of brewer's yeast or 25.5 cups and up to 600 grams or 900 milliliters extra yeast as necessary. And that makes 24 one pound patties. And with a one pound patty, literally you're going to be cutting this, you're going to make it into a square loaf and then you're going to be cutting this into strips and putting between wax paper and then freezing, putting it in uh, um, Ziploc bags and freezing it. And so when you put those things on, you have to monitor them. Um, if they start getting moldy, take them off, Get feed them to your chickens, they'll love it. Um, but if it starts to get moldy, pull it off. If you start having hive beetle problems or other pest problems, maybe it's time to pull them off. Um, many beekeepers can easily tell if their hives have stores of honey, but what is actually missed going into winter and into pre-spring is pollen stores. Without stores of pollen, adult bees become weak and there is little to feed on in the winter, feed the winter brood or available for spring buildup. As an added bonus, bees in pollen or protein rich hives live longer, sometimes as much as 15 days longer. This adds to the overall hive health and the ability to produce and care for more bees, both in winter and at spring buildup. And the other thing is they become little cannibals. If they're not getting enough protein, they will actually go back and start at the eggs and eat all the eggs. Then they'll start eating the brood. How much pollen or patties do you need? As a rule of thumb, one kilogram of pollen is needed for every one kilogram of bees. And one kilogram of bees is about 10,000 bees. Near the same amount is needed in patties. Once you start supplying patties, you must continue until natural pollen is available or the hive will decline or collapse due to the cannibalism. Warning. And here we go again, like I was telling you before. Small hive beetles will eat patties. Also, if you do need another plan, such as outside feeding, you can take 
um, pollen substitute in powder, place it in uh, empty um, frameless box with top and bottom and the bees will fly in, coat themselves in it, scoop it into their little uh, saddle bags on their legs and fly back home and feed it to their, their little broods. Um, small hive beetles have been known to lay eggs in all types of patties. Check often for larvae and see if your patties are working for you. And by all means, if you find something with those patties and you find a reason things aren't working or if you find a reason things are working, pass it along. Tell people <clears throat> where to place your pollen substitute patties. In mid-February, and, and that would be here, um, March, April, remove the hive cover, uh, remove your... your outside cover for however you're keeping your hive warm. Smoke the bees down below the top bars. Flatten the patty on the top of the bars, directly over the center of the cluster. And to make this work, you have to place it over top of the brood to be effective. The, the bees that are actually feeding the brood will not go too far and if they can't go and if they can't go far and eat patties on the other side of the hive they won't do it you need to bring it and put it right over top of the brood nest they will start cleaning it off from above the top of the brood nest right away and make it so that they can get up and get to the camp method feeding uh, on sugar and there's also sugar in these patties, so it's kind of a, a double, double thing that they're doing there. But uh, they'll, they'll make holes up through the patties and over to the granulated sugar. And uh, so, yeah, they'll definitely munch on it when it's over top of the brood. Other forms of food. You can make supplement food in a thick liquid like a milkshake. Pour it into the hive division feeder, so that's the internal hive feeder, that black little plastic thing that takes up two frames room. This allows for more food to be available with less manipulation. It is ideal for hives in remote areas. Alright, so that's more or less where we are with this. Um, I uh, really appreciate you guys listening. If you guys have found this useful, please make sure you guys like and subscribe. Um, it helps drive the, uh, the traffic our way so that we get more people hearing the uh, gospel of bees. <laughs> and uh, also, if you guys have a few spare Bitcoin or portions of Bitcoin around, I really would appreciate some sent my way. Also, if you guys have any library coin that you might want to send my way, I'd appreciate that as well. Again, thank you guys, and we'll talk with you soon.